0: I've had a weird few days, and that's an understatement. And I feel guilty even using this time. Obviously, it's my podcast, but I feel guilty even using this time to talk about myself. Because last night was one of the deadliest, most brutal nights for Palestinians inside of Gaza as the United States and Israel dropped hundreds of bombs and missiles, completely flattening entire neighborhoods, entire apartment buildings, slaughtering hundreds and hundreds of people. I've started to post some of those videos, but two outer-body experiences happened with me over the past few days. And just for my own record, I need to take today to talk to you about it. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The, the, The Breakdown. The the, the, Breakdown The Breakdown Before I dive in today, I just want to first remind all of you who are listening, and maybe educate some of you, if you haven't been listening to the past few weeks of this podcast, that what's going on right now, In Gaza is not a war. There is no war between Israel and Hamas. It's genocide. We are now over 5,000 Palestinians that have been murdered. According to the latest United Nations statistics, over 1.4 million Palestinians have lost their homes. Over 51% of all homes in Gaza have been completely destroyed. Thousands of people are believed to be dead or trapped underneath rubble throughout Gaza. And most studies show that nearly 70% of all the victims are women and children. And just to be clear, most of the men who are being killed are elders, seniors, or had nothing to do. Absolutely nothing at all to do with what took place on October 7th in Israel. And I need to name that date because on October 9th, on my Instagram page publicly, a man, a good man, who, who has been very kind to me and, and I'm glad to know him now, a good man that I did not know uh, before this named Ben Ronan commented on my public Instagram page, made a public comment saying, will you help me find my sister who was kidnapped? And hundreds of people liked his comment, commented on his comment. And it's one of those days where I have some posts just from yesterday that have 10 and 15,000 comments And it was just one of those days where I just happened to see his comment. Someone may have messaged me and told me about it. I I actually don't remember. But I saw his comment and immediately messaged him and told him, Ben, I did not know about your family. And from October 9th until this past Friday, I spoke on the phone uh, DM'd on Instagram and texted, we, we both have iPhones, texted on my iPhone with Ben Ronan, the older brother of Natalie Ronan, who was indeed kidnapped and freed this past Friday. Kidnapped on October 7th, freed on this past Friday. I spoke and exchanged messages with Ben over a hundred times. When he reached out to me on, on October 9th, I first reached out to my attorneys to ask what the risk would be of me helping. And they told me they thought there would be great risk. And we thought and believed that the greatest risk would be the U.S. government attempting to say that I am supporting Hamas or that I am supporting terrorism. We thought the biggest risk was that I would somehow be framed as supporting terrorism. And so I was encouraged to save every text message, save every direct message. And according to state law, I am allowed to record every phone conversation, which I did. And my interactions with Ben Ronan, who was eventually... Asked to be a spokesperson for the Ronin family, uh, we're very positive. On October 9th, after Ben Ronin messaged me, um, I believe he's probably in his early 30s, I was told that not only was Ben a supporter of me, of my work, Ben communicated that he had been a supporter for a long time, but he also communicated that his sister Natalie was a supporter and had protested against police brutality and had also communicated that they had strong disagreements with Israel. And he just wanted me to understand that. And I told him, and all of this is on text message and in all of our phone calls, I told him that he didn't need to tell me that. That he asked for my help and that I would do everything that I could to help he told me that he understood that his family almost exclusively knew people in Israel, but that he understood that I knew a lot of Palestinian people in the United States and everywhere else, which is true. And off of that request, after consulting my attorneys and speaking to my wife, everybody says, Sean, the ethical thing to do now that he's asked you for help, is to help. Now, at that point, before then, I had no plan on attempting to help free hostages in any way. Beyond the fact that that's not my skill set, I also understood that the full weight of multiple governments would be trying to do such a thing. But Ben and I continued to talk on the 9th and on the 10th. Um, He sent me multiple pictures of his sister. And I made what I thought was a very compelling public post about Natalie on October the 10th. Uh, After I made that post, Ben wrote me and said he thought it was beautiful, said he was thankful. And in that post... I appealed directly to Palestinians that I knew would see that post. And I sent that post to dozens and dozens of people in and around Gaza and people around the world that knew people in and around Gaza. And just said, listen, on the post, I said this, that the family wants to know if she's alive or if she's dead. And if you have confirmation either way, let us know. But if she's alive, please consider sparing her and freeing her. And from that day, the evening of the 10th, or the afternoon of the 10th when I made that post, all the way through this past Friday, I continued to push every connection, every relationship, ask every person that I knew if they had heard or seen anything. And eventually it became clear that multiple nations, organizations, and companies behind the scenes were fighting to get Natalie free. Um, and I was glad. At that point, I knew, which I, I said on my post on Friday before it went viral in any kind of weird way, that at least dozens of us. We're working on this. And on Friday, um, I was told from people near the Israeli-Gaza border that two people were about to be freed and that it was believed to be a mother and daughter from the United States. Immediately, Natalie's mother, Judith, was with her. That's Ben's stepmother, Ben Ronan. Uh, That's Natalie's older brother, Ben. And uh, immediately, I believe it was probably 95% likely that this was Natalie and Judith. Ben and I began texting, and we communicated and texted and talked from the 9th all the way through the 19th and up until this Friday. Uh, he also said that it you know, had not yet been confirmed, and it seemed increasingly likely that it was, it was them. And he eventually sent me a picture that they received, and it was them. And I was told by multiple people that the Qatari government was absolutely an essential broker in making that happen which I also said in my post. I literally thanked the Qatari government for their work. They are one of the few governments that could have mediated in that moment. And, and they did. And they played an essential role in it, as did many other people, American corporations, international corporations, all types of folk were working on this. I said all that on my post on Friday. By Saturday, two things were being said. One was that I was taking sole credit for doing this. Never happened. Never never did I say that. Um, in my post on the 10th, my only attempt was to appeal to anyone who knew. And then on my post on this past Friday, I literally thanked the government and said that dozens of us worked on this. And did not in any way take soul credit. Then it pivoted from taking soul credit to people saying I wasn't a part of it at all. And then something weird happened. A message that people were saying was from the Ronin family was saying that I didn't help at all. But I had just spoken to the Ronin family. And I had spoken to the Ronin family for. Eleven or twelve straight days, over a hundred different times, recorded my phone calls with the family. When I got Ben on the phone, Ben said that they were literally flying to get their family. Um, he told me that he had nothing to do with the statement, and that the family was being pressured to distance themselves from me, and the family was being told. That they were somehow friends with Hamas and that's why they were freed. And they were being told that they were friends with Hamas in great part, according to the family, because of their connection to me. And that the family was being told that they needed to distance themselves from me. Ah, uh, let, let me just interject something here. I am a father. I'm a husband, I have uh, multiple college degrees, I'm, I'm 44 years old, I'm back in grad school again, I have jobs, I am, I'm a leader of organizations, a leader of people, um, I have responsibilities. How? I would be throwing my whole life away to make any of this up. And thank God I was told to document every step of this. Because had I not, that's, that would literally be the only narrative out there. What's wild is that if you look on Twitter, it basically is the only narrative. That I took sole credit, which never happened. And that I was never a part of it, which is outrageous. And it shows how misinformation works. And here's the thing, and I'll close this part of the conversation on, on on this thought. I almost regret even being a part of this, but that this was the only American hostage that was freed. Um, I'm glad they're free. It is what it is. Um, Doing this kind of work, when you when you do this kind of work, you understand that there are real risks. I actually thought the risks were even higher. I mean, I thought the risk could be legal, and and so they're not. But what's clear is the forces working against me and against those of us who are fighting for Palestinians. Other uh, forces are serious, and. One last closing thought. I did not inject myself into this situation. The family brought me into the situation. The family asked for my help. I did not find this family. I did not inject myself into the situation. The family asked for my help. And I considered it, consulted people that I trust, and helped them. And. A lot of this literally unfolded publicly, and people saw it. And I'm okay with it. It is what it is. Then, I think this was yesterday. Uh, My days and nights are mixed up. I'm I'm like many people that are doing all they can here. I'm hardly sleeping. Members of Israel's military, the Israeli Occupation Force, the IOF, literally posted a video on Arab and Muslim channels throughout WhatsApp and Telegram and in other places, multiple soldiers saying, thank you, Sean King, for your $10,000 donation to the Israeli army. (laughs) When I first saw it, I was like, hold on. Is this AI? Like, no, like, literally, I was like, this must be AI. (laughs) Like, okay, are they are they really saying my name? Is that Israeli soldier? Am I hearing this correctly? Is he saying Sean King? And not, not only that, but on all the posts that they were making, floating this out there as disinformation, trying to get Palestinians to distance themselves from me, they all said it was Sean King. Like, look, Sean King made a $10,000 donation to the Israeli army. And it's like, first off, I don't have $10,000 to donate. And if I had $10,000 to donate, and there were a million places to give it, uh, and I could give it to all one million, I would never, I would not give 50 cents to the Israeli army. I would not give a penny. Um, if you put a gun to my head and said, give this money to the Israeli army, I would rather die with my dignity. Already, American taxpayer dollars are being sent over there, which is disgusting. That's a whole nother conversation. But that they literally have soldiers out there lying is deeply insightful. I mean, it is very, very insightful that this is what they do. They literally float out disinformation and lies to spin the narrative the way they want to spin it. It's very, very insightful. It also says something else. What we're doing is clearly working. We know it's working. Because they literally have soldiers trying to discredit me. The Israeli government is pressuring a family that I helped. To pretend as if I didn't. And thankfully, Ben Ronan, the, the brother of Natalie Ronan, made a public statement saying, no, I asked Sean for help. He didn't, need, he didn't have to make that statement because he literally requested it publicly but he made it clear. And I provided our text messages and I have our phone calls. So it is what it is. But what we're doing is clearly working and that's why they're doing everything they can to work against us. Listen, I've got to run. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Thank mm-hmm. mm-hmm.